Hey everybody, Keith Porter here, back with the gang from It Came From Genic. We talked about targeted solicitations. How do you get on a, a list like that? Do you like being approached out in the streets or even at your home? Pop culture, HBO. Remember HBO home box office, the format changed a few times over the years. What will you remember for it? Sports content, it's movies, or maybe it's original content. Some of the greatest shows ever, Game of Thrones. The Soprano. We'll talk about that. Also, Blockbuster Video. You like the video rental experience? Was that something special to you or was it a pain in the butt? Also, we got a new segment, Gen X Ranch, where we go off on anything that's bothering us. I'm tired of kids not being able to count chains in the store. They don't know how to count backwards. They don't know how to give you proper change unless they got a computer in front of them. Also, we talked about all this and a lot more on It Came From Gen X. Here we go. You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, welcome everybody. It's time for another fun-packed hour of It Came From Gen X. Keith Porter back here. Missed you guys last week along with Mike Skinner and Brian Fisher, my partners in crime. They towed the line for our last show. But hey, here we are. It is November 2023, uh, my favorite month of the year, my best month of every single year, and it's already started off with a bang, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> no pun intended there. I'll tell you more later. But hey, we're welcome. We're glad to be back. And uh, guys, thanks for towing the line last week. What's oh, going on, know, Skinner? Crazy Skinner household. Nothing's changed. Just a day. And this damn time change has got me all screwed up. I'm not going to lie, but. Um, other than that, we're good. I got to tell you the truth. I didn't even know we had a time change. So I looked at the clock yesterday. It was a little confused and went on my stove. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> That's usually like a big deal every year. It gets less and less a big deal with me. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> well, my internal alarm clock is always set for 4.30 every morning. And yeah. that just goes all the way back to my military days. Mm. Well, now that the time change goes back an hour, my now my alarm clock is 3.30. So I sit wide awake at 3.30 in the morning going, oh, my shift doesn't start till at the earliest 7 a.m. What am I going to do for three and a half hours to not wake up the rest of the household? So, it, hey, hey, Fish, his eternal alarm clock is Marcy hitting him in the head with a shoe. Yeah, Get up! Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Fisher, what's going on, brother? <laughs> yeah, good week, man. Allie's birthday was last week, so we had some nice uh, a little uh, celebrating there. A good time yeah, together, awesome. a nice dinner and everything. Went to a haunted house for the first time in probably 30-some years. I don't know. So Dean, I do the Convincing Idiots podcast. His son just turned 12. He's into all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, but we went. We had a great time. It was a, it was a it was fun. I would do it again. Actually, I enjoyed it a lot more than I than I thought I would. So, uh, shout out to and Allie's Allie's feeling better. Allie's feeling better. Yes, thank you very much. She just got back from Chicago. Took uh, took Marlo, her daughter, to see Hamilton uh, for her daughter's so one of her eighteenth uh, birthday gifts. Uh, Marlo turned eighteen on the first of November. Uh, so yeah, they, I'm sorry, first of October. Excuse me, first of October. She turned eighteen. Allie's birthday was November the 1st, but we had a great girls trip. 
lot of fun. Museums, the show, everything was great. They just got back home today. So, okay. Yeah, awesome. All right. Good, 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 good. I can't even remember what I did this weekend. I tell you, it's like a blur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it was the first weekend I've had off in a long, long time. I know I got some good gym time in. And uh, I want to say a big congratulations to my son, Steele, and his fiance, uh, Amber. They just found, uh, put a bid in on the house. They got their house. Oh, great. Wonderful. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievably gorgeous, man. I'm so proud of him. Uh, it's, man, I never, never thought my son would live in a house like this. And uh, I'm just really excited uh, for them. Um, their life's moving off, moving ahead. So great. congratulations, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, been a minute. Glad to be back. I see my man Skinner's wearing his brown shirt today. They were victorious this weekend uh, over a lowly, lowly Arizona Cardinals. I got to tell you the truth. I don't know how you hold a team to 50-some yards and you don't win 40 to nothing. It should have been 50 to 60 to nothing, but oh, well. <laughs> they still beat them down. But all right, guys, let's get this show cracking. Fish, tell them where they can find the show. All right. Well, you might be listening to us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, simply find the It Came From Gen X podcast. Give us a free follow or subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, you might be watching us on our YouTube channel at It Came From Gen X. Uh, all videos are there, segments, etc. All show information, two main spots. Our Linktree page is simply Google Linktree. It came from Gen X. It's simply a page with links to our social media, etc. Uh, if you go to one place, go to our website. It came from GenX.wordpress.com. All show information is there. Links to uh, current episodes, videos, bios, ways to sponsor the show, uh, etc. So uh, if you do anything at all, uh, rate review out there in Apple Podcasts. It helps others find us. Tell a friend and... We appreciate your support. Thank you. Absolutely. And I have been waiting weeks to do this. Uh, I want to give a little bit of love to Portillas Towing and Hauling. Uh, they're located at 736 Cleveland Avenue, Southwest in Canton, Ohio. Um, about a month ago, coming out of rehearsal for the Adams family, uh, I was showing someone some of the uh, improvements I made on the Jeep, and I locked my car key mm. and the jeep and i tell you what i cannot believe how secure this jeep is we could not get in for nothing <laughs> it was freezing we were locked out of the church and uh my bag with my wallet was on the inside and i called the police they wouldn't come help so i called the closest tow truck to me and you know it was uh way more money than oh, i didn't have any money uh, my, there was one guy left there. He had so much money left in his pocket. And I told him I couldn't afford that. And I hung up. Uh, they called back and said, you know, hey, it looks like you're kind of close by, real close. You know, I can do it for so much if you have cash. I didn't have any cash. Buddy of mine was like, well, I'll go to ATM, see what I got. And I said, I appreciate it. But when he left, a few minutes later, the tow truck pulled up. The owner of the company, uh, Ryan Portia got out he goes man you're so close you're on i'm on my way somewhere and i was coming right by let me just help you out with whatever you got in in your pocket right now and that guy worked and worked and worked till he got me uh 
in my Jeep and I was, wasn't even able hard to give him anything, but he was just so kind hearted. He talked about some of the struggles he'd been through and how he believed in helping people. And I told him, man, I would just show you so love, some love on our podcast because we appreciate when we find a uh, good business out there. So Portia's towing and hauling, just an awesome place, an awesome owner. Ryan Portia, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you saved my butt that night because it was pretty cold, man. And uh, you worked pretty hard. So uh, check those guys out. Definitely an honest, honest businessman that you can uh, deal with. Portia's towing and hauling in Canton. Love them. All right. Very good. Cool. All right. Hey, haven't heard from my man in a long time. Let's talk some world news with my boy Skinner. Come on. He goes, surprises today. He wants raw reaction today, man. So we don't know what's coming. Fish and I have no idea what's coming down the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. Kind of blindsiding you. Uh, first of all, shout out yeah. to our producer, my son, Michael Skinner Jr. As always, thank you for what you do. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Listen, I, I, I didn't get a chance to. I got a recording from our producer, Michael Skinner Jr., Skinner's son, and his lovely wife, Marin. And I got to tell you what. I am so blown away by this recording. I can't stop listening to it. It is just as good, not better, as anything I've heard out there in this genre. Uh, his musicianship is, is, is excellent. Her voice is, oh, my gosh. I hope they really put something out there for the world to hear because it is one of the most excellent recordings I've heard in a long time. And I'm really, really proud of them, man. So just wanted to point that out. Right, right. Nope, I agree yeah. with you. I remember you said, hey, did you hear this recording? And I couldn't even remember it because it had been a little while. But then went back and I'm like, yeah, I, at first I didn't think it was Marin either because it was just. Oh, my gosh. That good. Yeah, yeah just that good. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we are recording. Uh, today is November sixth. The s November seventh. Tomorrow is the second Tuesday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we had to bleep him out. He was cussing. Man, <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're on, there. My he goodness. is. Tins and needles. Yeah. Pins and needles, I know the, the anticipation is just killing you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is he doing, man? All of a sudden, I'm losing pa the page. Just goes away on me. But uh, okay, we we told the audience we had to bleep you out because you were cussing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna try not to do that. Um, okay. As y'all know, tomorrow's voting day. So if you are a registered voter, please do your civic duty and do so. Absolutely. So last evening, I'm out raking leaves and clearing out the clear trying to clear out the yard the one of 50 times it takes to get rid of the leaves in my neighborhood <clears throat> and um gentleman pulls into my driveway as i'm i'm using the blower and i'm actually drive use doing the driveway and he says okay to park here i'm like yeah and he's got a package in his hand and he just proceeds to go to my door now as you guys know i've got a double driveway that i share with my neighbor and it was actually technically yes. on my neighbor's side of the driveway. So he may uh -huh. have thought I was the neighbor. He proceeded to walk up to the porch. I shut the blower down and I walked over and I said, do you need some somebody to sign something to be signed? He goes, no. I looked at him and I, okay. And I walked away. Guy is on my porch for a little 
bit of time and probably five, seven minutes went by. And then all of a sudden he goes back into his car. I go to the back of the driveway, goes back in the car and I move forward to, and I watched him take off. So after I finished my, my chores, I, I, I was sitting in the garage before I get ready to make dinner. And Marcy goes, do you, can, do you know who that SOB was? It was on, came to our house. And I went, whoa, uh, no, was he delivering something? She goes, no. He was soliciting the issue one in tomorrow's Ohio ballot. Mm-hmm. He was, I guess, I guess Ashley, Marcy's Ashley, answered the door, and they, he was there for quite a few minutes. And finally, Marcy caught wind of what was going on, and she abruptly looked mm-hmm. at him and said. Will you please leave my property, leave my house? Thank you. <clears throat> and I'm not going to get into the politics of issue one or what the meat of it mm-hmm. is. The problem was is this gentleman came in a private car, selected our house, drove in to our driveway, went to our door, spoke, left. And then he didn't stop at another house on our block. And as you guys know, there's 12 houses on our street. Mm -hmm. He was completely gone. So this was a targeted solicitation to my house. That's where the problem lies. Why did he target our house of all places for this amendment? Whether you're for it, whether you're for it, whether you're against it, whether you believe in it. And for those of you that aren't here in Ohio, Issue one is a, is about the uh, ban of abortion in the state of Ohio. Now, mm-hmm. little backstory: you, you married my daughter in law, or my my daughter Amy and Dylan, my yes. son in law. Yes. So you know the family. You both know the family very well. Amy had a top. Yes. Amy had a topical pregnancy about three years ago. Mm-hmm. That if she didn't have surgery, which in this case would be considered aborting. She would have mm-hmm. di- she would have died. Those atopical pregnancies are very dangerous to f- to women. Let's say that this would have happened to her now since the abortion ban has taken into place. Mm. She can't have the surgery by law, even though she, her life is at risk if they continue to let allow that to happen. So Marcy obviously has a very strong opinion towards this whole situation. So my problem is that I'm going to go back to it. Was that targeted solicitation at my house? How the hell did that happen? Why did it happen? And what do I need to do to prevent this from happening again? Whether it's religion, whether it's politics, whether you're selling something, whether it's the girl scouts that are trying to sell cookies. I don't want these people in my house after what happened yesterday. And I just wanted to bring that to light today and have your guys' opinions to see if I'm off base as the male figure in the house trying to protect my family because it really pissed off Miss Marcy and upset her to the point that she uh, she had a rough evening last night for a little bit after that guy left. So the floor's open. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I, I would never tell you you guys are off base. Um, you feel how you feel. But I, I would like to offer something that may help you be maybe a little more understanding. 
Um, as you know, I got my uh, bachelor's in political science. Uh, when I was at University of Akron, I got involved in the political process. I had no idea what I was getting involved in. Um, and once I did, uh, I, I learned a lot, but I actually hated it very much. Um, there's a certain type of person that's cut out for that uh, type of work. I wasn't that person. Um, I admire their tenacity. They are some of the most eager, get up and go, fanatical people you'll ever want to be around to the point that it's annoying. <clears throat> but I did admire it. Uh, but it wasn't for me. I mean, we were out in the middle of nowhere and we're knocking doors, talking about people about issues. Uh, these people didn't want to quit. They didn't want to go home. It was dangerous. They're walking up dark driveways and all this stuff. I'm like, get me the heck up out of here. But that being said, we had lists. Okay. So. Everything that you do now, you get put on some kind of a list. Right. All right. You think that when you go to Acme and you got an Acme card, that they're just willing to give you discounts for no reason, you're fooling yourself. You are going on a list. Uh, sometimes those lists are bought. Uh, like, like the Acme thing or the grocery store thing. You got those discount cards because insurance company buys those lists, you know? Are you insurable? Are you buying cigarettes and beer all the time? Do you buy any fresh fruits? They're, they're, they're calculating all that stuff, okay? And in politics, the way you vote, who lives in your household, mm -hmm. all these things put you on the list. We had very specific lists. Hey, this person right here uh, voted this way last time or has three women in the house, and, and, and that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just saying this is what I learned. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I wanted to say to offer, everything that you see happen in politics, it starts with a grassroots effort. It's, it's the American way. It nothing just says, hey, let's just put this out there and see what happens. It has to start with a grassroots effort, meaning feet on the ground, knocking on doors. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whether it's a survey, a survey, passing out, or, you know, getting people to sign petitions, passing out pamphlets, all that stuff has to start with people walking, knocking on doors. And if we didn't have that, I don't know what the, the process would look like in this country. So I, I, I've had them come to my house too recently and telling me something I don't agree with, whatever. But I don't get upset because I understand that's part of the process. I hate when I go up here to vote up at, up uh, at Bukto, they're stopping me outside, giving me a voting card. This is how you want to vote down the line. Just assuming, assuming I'm a Democrat. Don't tell me how to vote or who to vote for and what to vote for. Right. You know, I, I never tell them. I'm a Republican, but I this assuming that I'm a Democrat and they give me a sheet. Here, just how you want to vote. You know? Get out of my face with that. But like I said, I do get it. I understand. So every issue, everything that, that goes on in politics has to start with that grassroots effort. And uh you there's could be a number of reasons why your house was specifically targeted. 
You know what I'm saying? They have all kind of information on past voting, the way you voted last time, or who lives in the household, the last census that was taken in that household. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 I mean, how long have you been there? Three years. How long have you been in that? Three, and a Three half years. years. So, yeah, so the last census that was taken, that, that information could have been somebody else that was in that house. You never know. Right. So there's a lot of reasons for that. That's just my thoughts. I got you. I, I get that side of it, too. I, for me, I, if some guy came up to my house with balloons and a fucking large check, I'd still be hard-pressed to open that door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know this guy. I ain't answering it. Ed McMahon. It could be Ed McMahon himself. Somehow came back from the grave wanting to give me the publisher's clearinghouse check. I'd be like, man, I don't you know who you are. Open right? I ain't opening that door. Uh, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though, man. I, I don't, pref- I don't prefer that stuff either. It does make me uncomfortable for any reason. If anybody's knocking on my door for any reason that I don't know, whatever it is, it just makes me uncomfortable. Not that I'm afraid right. of anything. It's just that I don't want to get in any type of conversation with somebody I don't want to get into. So I, I, I get what I, you're I, saying, though, Keith. I appreciate yeah. what you're saying. I, it, but if yeah. if someone does ask, though, hey, I'm not interested. Please leave. That person should leave. Right away and, and like, respect yeah. your your decision and everything else and, and move on it. Yeah. If you start to get into a debate with people that would like you to leave their porch, that's that can get uncomfortable and awkward for a right. lot of people. You know what I mean? So if your tact is, is yeah, for good. The, for the record, I don't like it either. Sure. You know, and I don't like when somebody comes up to me when I'm getting out at the grocery store saying, Hey, can you sign this petition? We're starting to blue this or that, that. I don't have enough information in the 10 seconds you just told me what this is for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you're leaving out a great deal of it. How do I know you're telling me the truth and you want me to put my signature on something because you just told me what this is for in five seconds? Yeah. No, I'm not going to just sign something and I don't even know what I'm really signing and what all the facts are. And this is the first time I've heard about it. So I didn't say I liked it. I'm just saying it's the American way. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I guess my biggest problem was is this wasn't some boots on the ground. It was a guy pulling in our driveway specifically, and then left the neighborhood after it was. So out of yeah, the- yeah that would be that would, that would make me real suspect. I would yeah. be like, wait yeah. a minute, yeah. you know, if you saw him going door to door, that'd be one thing. But I mean, I get if he was showing up and saying, "I want to make sure that we don't want any more kids coming out of this family." <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? We need to sign this agreement. You know, something. He, 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 he thought the Skinner household would be primed for abortion. <laughs> uh, yeah, they should have thought that with having seven girls. I think, uh, yeah, they should have really thought that process. Uh, but, uh, anyways, no, I appreciate you guys' information. It just, like I said, absolutely. It, I didn't want to get into the subject of the issue one because that's just a. Uh, that's not what this show's about. It was the the yeah. it was the specific target of my house that really upset Marcy and it upset because to be honest, he discarded me when I said, Hey, do you got something you need to sign? And he said no, and he looked away, and I'm like standing in my own driveway going, Well, who the hell is this SOB? To, you know. So I yeah. just went on with what I was doing, and then I find out, you know, half an hour later after I'm done that there was an issue that I probably should have asked the guy to leave myself. But anyways, yeah. I appreciate you guys yeah, listening. I, and for those out there, like I said, whether you, uh, uh, you're for or against any of the subject matters that are going up for 
debate tomorrow, please go out and exercise your right to vote because it starts. Absolutely, with, it starts with you. All right, folks. Yeah, and and uh, issue one is one of the uh, I, I think this one of the toughest uh, subjects uh, to deal with uh, out there right now, and so we need everybody to vote for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Skinner, man. Good stuff. All right, guys. Yep, we're moving on to some some sports and music. Uh, definitely starting off with little little sports. Um, we had a few deaths in the last week or so, and uh, one of those touched the sports world. Um, Hall of Fame coach Bobby Knight has passed away at the age of eighty three. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a more polarizing college coach uh, than Bobby Knight. Um, he coached at Indi- Indiana for years, uh, you know, winning a national championship. A lot of great players came out of there. Calbert Chaney, uh, you know, and he uh, was known for not only being a great coach and a brilliant mind, but uh, his temper was legendary. Uh, there's some iconic video, him throwing chairs on the court, mm-hmm. uh, even choking a, choking a player. Um, he had to deal with that aftermath and uh, <laughs> just uh, a, a lot of stuff that came with Bob Knight. Uh, but he was he was well loved and respected um, by many uh, coaches fall up under his tree. Uh, he was the youngest coach actually in Division One history in 1965 um, at, at 24 years of age. And uh, Man, he coached some iconic teams. That that one Indiana team, they were just like unbeatable uh, back in the day. I believe in the eighties. But uh, Bob Knight there at eighty three. What's your biggest memory of Bob Knight, Skinner? Yeah, I can't really add too much more. I I knew he was an Ohio State kid. I couldn't remember if he coached at Ohio State, but I knew he come from. He but he came from the program. But I realize now that he was a player. Um. I remember Bobby Knight just like you said, a most polarizing coach I've ever seen in any sport. Um, and it sucks that he's going to be remembered more for his off the basketball game antics than he was for the winning, all the winning that he did. There's no call for you know choking the kid, but. I still chuckle when I see the videos of him just chucking chairs across the uh, courts. Yeah. <laughs> just in a rant. It, it's absolutely hilarious. And he doesn't mean to harm nobody, but it, that was just who Bobby Knight was. So rest in yeah. peace, my man. Uh, you are in my memory banks as one of the best coaches to ever coach the game, despite you know his tactics that he that you can either agree or disagree on. But uh, yeah, he's one of a kind, yeah. that's for sure. Some, yeah, you want to hear some colorful language, you know, watch some of the video that has audio of him. I mean, mm-hmm. that man, could put, <laughs> boy, he could, man, he could string some words together at you. I was like, wow, man, jeez, dude, crazy, man. He but, was- you know, I, I always hated him because I remember him and, and you know, when he had Calvert Chaney on the team, man, knocking Ohio State out of the tournament, you know, and they had a, a great chance to go all the way. And uh, they ran against those great Indiana teams. I was like, ah, so I always disliked them. But, um, you know, he he, he was well-loved in, in the basketball arenas, you know. Um, 
players and other coaches. He was well-loved and well-respected. So, uh, you know, God bless you, Bobby Knight. All right. So the other sports story I wanted to talk about today, and it's just really been bothering me hearing more and more about it. Uh, we are, of course, in uh, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. All three of us, uh, we might not agree on NFL teams, and certainly none of us do. <laughs> that, that is for sure. But we are certainly Ohio State through and true. Um, we love our Buckeyes, and the Big Ten has been one of the greatest and storied uh, divisions in all of college football. The Michigan-Ohio State rivalries considered maybe the greatest rivalry in all of college football and the biggest game of the year. Um, certainly we're headed that way now with them in, you know, they're listed as one and three in the playoff rankings right now. Um, so uh, it's going to be a, a great, great, great matchup again this year. Uh, but right now, man, I don't know what they're doing in college football with this new realignment. And the Big Ten has always been these Midwest teams where we grow them big, you know, big, big linemen. Uh, you know, we used to have just the great running games and decent receivers and uh, qu quarterbacks that, that got the job done. As long as you can play great defense or run the football, uh, you can get by in the Big Ten. Now, you know, Ohio State's, you know, we're, we got these receiving teams, you know, uh, putting out all these great ride receivers. We got two Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL playing right now. Unheard of! You know what I'm saying? And Alabama got what two or three playing. It's just crazy. Never has happened before. But uh, the Big Ten is changing. The realignment already got weird when you added uh, Rutgers and Maryland. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, huh? But now we are going to add UCLA, USC. That right there alone is like, that doesn't even make any freaking sense. Two California teams and the Big Ten. That's just stupid. Uh, Oregon and the University of Washington all all coming to the Big Ten. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know how uh, a volleyball team can afford to fly out to California to play UCLA or track. How are you going to have a track meet? Yeah, it, it, It's just stupid, you know? I don't understand how this is going to happen. If, if UCLA has to have a track meet, and uh, against Ohio on their thing, you, you're going to come here, you know, in a winter. It's just stupid. The whole alignment is stupid. And I don't understand that why they're doing it like this. So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts about this. Again, this is something I didn't say too much about in uh, in the pre-show. But any thoughts on this, Skinner? Uh, I tend to agree with you. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um the furthest we travel, when I say we, because I'm not part of the football team, but, you know, Ohio State's in my blood. Right. Uh -huh. <clears throat> they travel to Nebraska, and that's a good two-and-a-half, three-hour flight. So Yeah, let, let me read these off real quick. These are the, the Big Ten as we know it. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Maryland. Minus Rutgers and Maryland. All right here in this nice little neat circle in the Midwest, same type of weather, you know, all mm -hmm. in, in every single one of those places. And I mean, it just fits. Go ahead, buddy. 
So now you're going to travel to USC to play a, a an away game, or you're going to travel to the Pacific Northwest and play the Washington or Oregon. I know it's why they're doing it. It's because of money. And I know why the West Coast is trying to get onto the East Coast because nobody sees them. You know, by the time seven, eight o'clock at night comes around, people are tired of watching football and they go. And okay, do that's their a thing. good thought. You know, okay, I never thought about that. Yeah, know, unless you're watching a four o'clock game on the East Coast, which is the Oregon's have been playing lately, and USC's been playing a lot of four o'clock games. That's one yeah. o'clock in the afternoon out there, but most of the time those games are seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, and people aren't watching them. So I I know it's money. I don't agree that these student athletes, and you've got to remember these damn athletes are students first. They've got to, and you're sending them clear across country to play games, or those kids over there on the West Coast coming all the way to the East Coast to play games. It, I I don't like. Yeah. I don't like it. And, and- and I'm wondering how it's going to affect the pros, even in, like in the draft stock. Like when I look at it, like my my Steelers personally, when we go to draft, I'm always thinking, "Hey, get get your 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 receivers from the ACC or the SEC speed, okay? Get your linemen from the Big Ten, you know, big big corn fed." country boys get the, that can play in the cold because we're in the cold mm-hmm. don't get alignment from usc you know what i'm saying or, or or miami or something like that you know what i'm saying get somebody that can play in the cold well this might change all that you know what i'm saying because these guys are going to get some experience playing games in places they might not be used to you know imagine usc playing uh you know ohio state in, in november <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That might be a little crazy. So, or going up to Wisconsin in in November, yeah, late November, yeah, 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 Minnesota, mm-hmm. yep, something like that. Okay, fish thoughts. No, those are all good points. Um, it does make. The, I mean, I, first of all, you're right. This, this, when the students, they don't care about those kids. Unfortunately, you know, they're going to run them all over the place for money, and that's too bad. But uh, yeah. it does, you know. It, create some interesting playoff thoughts also a lot of those teams you just mentioned are in the top 25 that's coming over right so uh it might make the season a little bit more interesting like to be honest with you i could not care less personally about watching a school like ohio state or some of these other big schools just mop the floor with some of these other programs. Now I get it. Now they're making money too. I understand that too. So that mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for those kids to play against a big school. It's a good exposure, good experience. I, I get all that too, but I have no interest to watch any college beat another school 40 to zip 50 some to zip or this and that. Mm-hmm. I just, it is not entertaining for me one iota. And now you're, 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 uh, conference games, there's going to be a lot more tougher games for any school in that conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Fish, good point. So listen to this. Think about it now. This, If this alignment had already happened, Ohio State maybe would have to play uh, USC, ranked. Got the rainy Heisman Trophy winner on there. Mm-hmm. Washington, Washington in the top 10 yep. with, a, with a Heisman candidate at quarterback playing. Oregon. Another Heisman candidate play another ranked team. That's right. It could be a lot more parity in the Big Ten, which is that's fine. I love that part. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. That's it. Wow. That's what okay. I got. Yep. All right. Good points, guys. Definitely great points. Uh, 
Well, coming to 2024, so we'll see how it happens. I mean, we can't stop it, so nope. we'll make the best of it. No, OH. I All right. Okay, guys. All right. Uh, I don't have much going on in music today, guys, so I'll say whatever little I got uh, as it builds up maybe for our next show. Um, but we, the rant thing, are we going to do that just right off the cuff, or you want to introduce that, or... Well, because I got a couple. That's okay. So we can do, we, we can introduce it now. That's perfectly fine. So we okay. we're, we're toying around with the idea of a Gen X rant segment here. You know, not that some of our other segments don't result in some rants. That's perfectly fine if it happens. But we're just going to set some time <laughs> aside, see how it goes every episode. Now we may have a rant, we may not. It's okay. We're not going to force anything. But if any anybody has something that's bothering them, it could be anything. It could be about any the news. It could be sports. It could be. You know, uh, I got two quick ones. Yeah, you know, somebody at the store ticked you off. Whatever it is, behaviors, a young yeah. people, whatever it is, you can go off on it, and that's going to be our time here. So we're going to pilot that right now. And Keith's got two things, and then mm-hmm. I'll work in something uh, afterwards. So go right ahead, sir. What's bothering okay, you? Two quick. All right, two quick things. You just said one of them. Somebody at the store. And I'm tell you what, I'm not going to blame these young people. Well, you know what? I is this a count and change people. thing again? Yes, 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 but, <laughs> yes, yes. I, 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 I'm done. I'm done blaming the kids. I'm going to blame management for now because why are you paying cash anyways? What's going on? We are we are making dummies because I like to have cash on me at times. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. So you know, so I my bill was four twenty seven. And I gave this kid five twenty-seven, and he stood there and did this, and he went, "You don't need the twenty-seven. You got change coming back." <laughs> I said, "Are you serious right now?" I said, "Do you not understand? Oh, I'm man. trying to get a dollar back." Wow. And he was just dumbfounded. I said, "Young man, can I tell you something? Do yourself a service. Learn how to count money and learn how to count money backwards. I am do yourself a service. I'm dumbfounded you had 27 cents in your pocket. <laughs> What's happening? You got coins in your pocket. I gotta I gotta change first. That's right, you young kids. <laughs> Is that where it was? I gotta change. Was I gotta it? change first still. Yes. Uh, Is that one of those things of- that you squeeze them with your yes, fingers yes. and it opens up? Oh my lord. Yes, I got one. Oh I, I found God. one somewhere and I use it. I keep it. I keep it in my bag. I got, yes, this, at I the, I got I this at the bank in 1983. It's good. <laughs> Still works. Damn it. Still works. That's right. Oh, oh my I don't know where God. I found it, man. I got tired of change being everywhere. So I said, I'll put it in this. It works great. Uh, it might have been my mother's or something. I don't know, man. Uh, so <laughs> it still works. Uh, All right, let me get to let me get to my main rant. <laughs> what has happened? In this world that people can't take politeness anymore. So my church went out yesterday to the park to feed the homeless like we try to do once or twice a month. And I call Little Caesars to order like a stack of pieces or like eight pieces. And a guy answers the phone. I say, hey, how you doing today? And his response was, what do you need? Yeah. Uh, I'm busy. I ain't got I said, time for that. You, uh, uh, I said, hi, how you doing today? And he hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I got on top of that crap. I got to get these That's hot and readies going. To make. I got to get these hot man, and readies I, out. You know, I, I, I called back and had a long talk with the manager. And he was oh, like, you man. know what? There's no call. There's no call for that crap, man. He goes, you're right. I'll have some words. So 
I said, you know what? I said, wait, society is just going to crumble if we can't even be polite to one another. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I say this all the time to people when I call and I'll say, how you doing today? And they get silent. They're dumbfounded. Mm -hmm. They don't what, know how to answer to that question is what it they is. They don't. It blows my mind how often it happens. That's a loaded question. People, you know? lighten up, okay? Common courtesy manners will make your day go better, okay? Just lighten up. Gee whiz, man. Somebody says, how you doing today? And, oh, and don't give me this one. Fine. And correct response. Fine. How are you doing? I just don't understand it, man. It just blows my mind. I don't know. We just got idiot parents. We got idiot managers. Combination of both. But it is just a lost, lost thing. And it is really, really sad. I don't know what world I'm living on. Mm. That's my rants for today. Okay. All right. I'll bring the change thing up again about six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These kids got to count backwards. That's one of my favorite like, rants of yours from the past. These kids got to count backwards. Put yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty good. Uh, I totally forgot I brought it up before. Yeah, okay. that's all right. No, that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll <clears> show <throat> you my change purse next time. I remember those. I know exactly what you're talking about too. Yep, it's like on a keychain thing. Yep, man. No, 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 not that one. The one's like a football. No, no, not that one. This one's like a little purse, like Skinner. Know what I'm talking about? And it's got metal ends, and you squeeze it. Oh, it opens yeah. up. Yep, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yep. Oh man, thank, little leather pouch. And, wow. Thank God this is a family show because most people won't say that looks like a football. Man, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Next, all right. all right, that's all I got all today. Right. Let's move, let's move on to some pop culture. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give you my rant. So this is gets a, this yes, is pop ahead. culture. Then we'll come back to you know, Gen X uh, reviews and all that stuff. But sure. uh, uh, so new movies out. Uh, doing pretty good at the box office. So Martin Scorsese has a new film, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. So it earned seven million this past weekend. So it's like a fifty-two million so far. Big name actors in this thing, right? So I'm sure it's going to be up for Oscar. So Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, uh, a lot of people are in this movie. But it's it's about three hours long. Okay. Wow. So. I have mixed emotions with these. So obviously some of these films, you know, Oppenheimer was another one. There's a lot more movies these days, even superhero movies. Two and yeah. a half, three, a 245, three hours. Uh, and I have mixed feelings about these, these quote unquote blockbuster movies in the theaters. You're pushing three hours long. Sometimes people mm. wonder, well, how come people aren't going to the movies so often? Well, I don't know. I mean, for me to go see a three-hour-long movie, that is obviously, for anybody, that is a huge investment of time. You're talking, all things considered, you know, three and a half to four, plus the, the commute, it's, it's your entire afternoon or your entire evening, right? Right. Now, one side of it, certainly, you get your, you're getting your quote-unquote money's worth. They're not, they're not charging more, more money to go see it. You know, so right. you get to see a long story and really they could really spend all the time they want to develop the storyline and the characters and this and that and the other. But I don't know, man. So just that long of a movie, it honestly for me, it deters me often okay. from going to the theater and sit down because I don't necessarily want to spend the time, especially if they don't give you any inter intermission. 
I'd rather wait until it's at home on streaming where obviously you could pause it or even just stop it and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So, you know, so what do you think about, I mean, I just, I, I think three hours is too long. I think a three hour movie is too long to put that in the theater and expect you're going to have a lot of people come out and sit there and definitely people will. I do want to see the movie. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the, Put that long of a movie in the theater, especially if it don't give you intermission, I think is ridiculous. If they're gonna, if you if you put a three hour movie in the theater, okay, fine, man. Then you got to give people time halfway through there, like the old fashioned intermissions. Pause it, let people get up, stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, get a snack, whatever, and then come back to it. You can't just expect people to sit there and enjoy a three hour long movie, uh, start to finish. My opinion. So yeah. that's my little mini rant. So Keith, what do you think about a long? What do you think about these epic movies? That's more commonplace these days. Well, I, I thought you were done with your rant, and then you said something right there at the end, and you had took the words out of my mouth. And I think that's the biggest point of it all. Me personally, I lo- I love the long movies. Um, I, I love when I get more content, more development, more background story than some movies. You kind of go, like, where did this person come from? How does, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When they have time to give more, a little bit development and explanation, it makes a little more sense sometimes. Cause sometimes the story can't make sense. You got to kind of read on the internet to understand. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only so much time. Mm-hmm. So I love when there's a movie that has enough time to develop and you understand where everything's coming from. Now, my only problem with it is the physicality of it. Yeah. You're sitting in a chair for that long. Right. And you nailed it right there at the end. And we can get back to the old days of an intermission. You should. Which, of course, is going to make your time even longer there. Wow. But uh, yeah, people got to go to the bathroom, man. I know I, I'm in, I'm in pain sitting here doing the show right now on my knees. So I think that would be the key if you're going to do a movie that long. But personally, I like the long movies. Um the ones that I want to see, you know, especially if it's a, a you know a Marvel movie or something like that, and man, the best thing you could give me is more content, you know. And, and, and as long as you don't waste my time, it's not a three-hour movie for what reason, you know, st- stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? Make it worth my while. Give me something to say. And I hate those segments that you're doing. This, it's the boring part of the movie yeah. and stuff like that. Make it worth my while. Make sure every minute is like. Uh, you know, you know, must see TV. So, yeah, give, go back to the intermissions, man. People got to go to the bathroom. People got to stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Skinner, what do you I think? Know, about, yeah. Thank you. What do you think about all that, Skinner? The so epic I two, movie. I have two examples. And the first one goes back to 25 years ago. <laughs> one night, I was coaxed into going on a double date with Coach Cooper and his wife, Amy. Along with my first wife, and that movie was called The Titanic. That was a three-hour, nine-minute movie that I cannot get back in my life. Now, (laughs) the movie was award-winning. There was a reason that they had 13 Actors Awards, and DiCaprio was not one of them. He, He was awful. He should not have been in that movie. Anyway, really. Anyways, that's I love that movie. <laughs> that's not what this is about. But that was my that movie. Could have been forty five minutes long. That movie. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, the movie could have been wrapped up in an hour and a half, and we still would have been good. The, the boat. The boat sank. The boat, yeah, exactly. The Done. second. The second one I have is we go back a year ago. You and I, uh, us three here for the show, we went to dinner, 
and we are again with John and Amy surprised us and met us for dinner. And then we went and we went and saw the Batman. And that was a two hour, and if I remember right, it was forty five minutes. That was long. It was up, yeah, upwards of close to three hours. And we decided to go to the nine o'clock movie, and the three of us struggled to stay awake or to stay alert for that entire time. It was pushing midnight by that's the time that, we got out of there. Yeah, that's because you were half lit. Well, <laughs> no, we didn't drink that night, which is a good thing. But even then, this is a this is a DC comic book movie that we absolutely love, and we struggled with the two hour and forty five minute time frame in that movie. And that was a movie that we actually liked. So it, they've got to. While I know you understand, you like the backstories, you like the preparation. That I think they need to scale it back, get it back to under two hours. If you go an hour fifty five, that's probably about the max that you need. Without needing an intermission that you're talking about, yeah, I, I think I think Skinner brings a good point too. It's harder to see that if you go at nine, eight, nine o'clock at night, then that's you got to that's rough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you see it in the daytime, things are a little bit different. But you go at night, man, it's hard to stay. You know, we're, we're this is a Gen X show. We ain't eighteen or more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. We're there. We're there napping and nodding. You know, so hey. I fell asleep in the theater one time. I was high in the square. I woke up and the lights were out and everything. <laughs> I was in the front row, punched out of sleep. Nobody knew I was there. So, yep. <laughs> all right. All right. Good rant. So, yeah, don't don't put unnecessary filler if it's going to be a long movie. And if you're going to have a long movie, give the give the patrons an intermission. You know, let them stretch yeah, and you know, enjoy it. That's right, man. <laughs> Well, another rant's going to be that my audio cut out uh, somewhere in the Bob Knight thing. I had to restart it. So Junior's going to have a rant about uh, old guys oh, using yeah, yes. audio and so forth. So Technology, to, yes. Yeah, so I have to let him know that I picked back up after that uh, that segment there. That's okay. We have the uh, video audio. We'll figure it out. All right. So <clears throat> we've been gone a couple of weeks here. Any Let's get in some Gen X uh, recommends. So any have you seen or heard or red or whatever anything you wish to uh recommend out there skin when we start with you this time any any recommendations this week sir i'm yeah i'm in the middle of watching three different shows they're all on netflix mm-hmm. um oh boy yeah the first one's called the recruit which i think i may have talked about it's uh i think it's a spinoff from the movie uh called the recruit and i think mm-hmm. al pacino was in the original movie uh Pretty good. It's an FBI, CIA the drama, whatever they call that. Uh, it's not a sci-fi, but drama. Uh, I'm in the second or third episode. It's keeping me entertained. It's just one of those things that I watch when I'm not actually physically working. Another one I've got in, I'm in season two right now, is called The House of oh, Cards. The recruit, the recruit is absolutely excellent. When you finish it, okay, it will be one of your favorite things you have watched. Trust me. I'm just, I just finished the second episode, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh Um, my god! Wait till you see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the House of Cards. It's a political. Oh, here we go. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My next one is Silence of the Lambs. That's right. Uh well all right we call this technical difficulties folks that's yeah, right. technical, <laughs> yep. I don't know why it keeps happening when I'm on, when I'm on the on the microphone 
Um, okay, so back to House of Cards. I'm in season three. It's a political uh, show. I think it originally started on USA Network. Uh, Kevin, Spacey's Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really good. It really gives you an insight to whether you agree or disagree on the how the political world actually works. Um, with the reporters, uh, Kate Morrow is in it. Um, there's a couple other names that are eluding me at the moment, but it's a really good political show if you're into that kind of movie or into that kind of setting. And one that I've just started watching, and it's a four-series show. It's called All the Light We Cannot See. There are two actors that you're going to know in this movie. One of them is Mark Ruffalo. Plays Hulk. Yeah, definitely. Plays the Hulk in the Avengers uh, movies. Hugh Laurie, a.k.a. Dr. House. Yeah. Wouldn't even believe that that's him when you're watching the show. And there's a third little actress. Her name is uh, Aria Mia Liberti. She was born and raised in Rhode Island, and she is a blind individual. I kind of read her backstory. Now, this is about a, a the the show goes back to the French War back in the 1940s, and she gets separated from her father, and I won't go into it, but. She was one of thousand actresses that applied for this part. She has no acting experience whatsoever. She went to the University of Rhode Island, uh, and I can't remember what her uh, her major was, but she had never acted a day in her life, and she beat out a thousand other actors and actresses for this part. So very impressive. I've watched her now, and she is phenomenal in this in this show. Um, so what's it called again it's called all the light we cannot see it's on netflix it's a okay it's a four i think hour and 10 minute uh episodes and you'll enjoy it i said it's a 19 goes back to the 1940s in the during the french war and um really enjoying it i haven't finished the series yet but i'm really enjoying it okay awesome okay just uh, just to uh, reiterate uh, that recruit that he's talking about, this young CIA agent, like his first week on the job, gets thrown into the deep end of the pool. There's a woman locked up for life in a prison, mm-hmm. uh, credible actress who plays this role, and she used to be an agent, uh, not at the CIA, but and sh- she has information that could bring the agency down and she's trying to leverage that for them to get her out of prison. And this kid, first week on the agency, gets thrown on this case. And, I mean, he just ends up in so much deep crap. And when you get to the ending of the season, it's going to be like, wow! I can't wait for the next season, man. I'm going to blow your mind. Great stuff. Very good. Keith, what about you besides that? Okay, so um, on um, Prime Video, uh, there was this animated series that got started. Um, I'm trying to make sure it was it before the quarantine. Uh, called Invincible. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it started in 2021, and I watched the first episode, and it was like, uh, oh, this is cool, you know, superhero stuff. It's about this this guy named Omni Man, 
and he's got he's got these amazing powers. He fly and he's really strong. And uh, but you know he's got the mustache, little white hair on him. Uh, J.K. Simmons does the voice. That's right. You know from uh, J. J. Jonah James fame, and uh, he's got a wife, and he's got a teenage son in high school, and he's from another planet called Viltrum. He's a Viltrumite, and he's waiting for his. He come to Earth uh, to help. They say that they send people out from their planet to go to weaker planets to be their protector, and he's waiting for his son's powers kick in. His son is like a senior in high school, and his powers kick in all of a sudden. So he starts training him to be a superhero, and he adopts the he adopts the name Invincible. And the son is going through all the high school stuff we go through. You know, he first girlfriend falls in love. He's being bullied before he gets his powers. All this other different stuff. And you watch the first episode, it's like, oh man, this is great superhero stuff. And then in the second episode, there's another superhero team, kind of like the Avengers or something. And Omni Man. This kid's father shows up at their headquarters and murders all of them. And you're like, what the heck? Because he's that powerful. And I got through about three episodes of this and I, for some reason stopped watching. Well, two days ago, season two finally came out. And I said, let me go back and watch all the season one. And I got to tell you what, I could kick myself for missing this. I have never seen anything like this. And when you get to the end of season one, I've never seen so much blood, carnage, sadness. Where this series goes is unbelievable for an animated mm. thing, but it's serious. It's very deep, but it's just animated, you know, and it's, it's superheroes, but it is not kitty stuff. And I tell you what, man, it is really sad when you get to the finale of season one. There's so much blood and death, and it's, it's very hardcore, like punching your fist through people's head, coming out the back, that type of stuff, squeezing heads. But it is unbelievable, man. You guys got to watch this series. I cannot wait to start season two, probably tonight. Okay. So Invincible from Prime Video. Okay. Very good. Hmm. Okay. I think Omni-Man makes an appearance in the new Mortal Kombat game. I think he's an unlockable character, really? if I'm not mistaken. I think. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, oh, what else recommend? Mm -hmm. I sent it to Skinner. He loves it. I think I sent it to you, too. But if you have not checked out the band Eva Under Fire, I'm telling you, man, mm. especially that first album, Anchors, it is probably some of the most incredible music I've heard in a long, long time, man. Eva Under Fire, Anchors. Check them out. You've right. got a fan with Miss Marcy. I sh I gave it to her. I said, Keith just sent me this band. I know you're going to like it. And she came back and she goes, I absolutely love it. Oh, my God. The song Anchors and the song... um, uh. There's one on there that's just, I can't stop listening to it. Uh, there's one called Betrayer, Anchors, song named after the album. And my favorite one is called uh, Until Forever. Oh, my gosh. Man, never heard nothing like it. Mm. This girl's amazing. Yeah. Very good. Keep under fire. Excellent. Mm. Uh the main things I'm watching right now is Loki season two. Uh, it's uh, episode five oh, last week, draft of six. Uh, the finale is just coming Thursday. Very, very good what stuff. Episode. Yeah. Good, good series. If you haven't watched this yet, go check this out. If you haven't watched Loki season one for some reason, watch that first and then pick this up. 
Very intriguing storyline. The effects are great. Acting is awesome. It's really one of the better series or really better properties that Marvel is putting out there. It really, recently. I wish it just was, it wasn't Loki. I want to see Loki stuff, but it is an amazing story. Yeah. And that last episode was great. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. And K.Y. Kwan joining the cast is, is phenomenal. So, yeah, just yeah. very good stuff. So go check that out, uh, Loki season two. I did start watching. Uh, I was actually getting a tattoo the other day, and the guy put on, I've never seen Righteous Gemstones. I've heard people say, you got to watch this series on Max. Danny McBride, John Goodman, there's a lot of people in this thing. Uh, it's like a it's like a comedy, dark, dark comedy. Uh, uh, like a, a family that has like a mega church and all this and that. Uh, yeah. I watched the first three episodes in there. I enjoyed it. I want to pick this up and keep watching it. So it's just a very okay. interesting, again, dark comedy, funny but you know, Danny McBride and John Goodman right there. I mean, geez, I mean that's two yeah. two powerhouse mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, comedic actors. So uh, go check that out on Max. And I'm watching the finale last season of Fear the Walking Dead on AMC. So if you like the Walking Dead series, the original series came to an end. This was an offshoot, uh, like Walking Dead on the West Coast, basically is what it is. But it's a mm-hmm. uh, you know, a different group. Except for Morgan, the guy that had the staff and the Walking Dead, he went out of the West and he he started this uh, the new group, if you will. So, if you like the Walking Dead, you'll probably like Fear the Walking Dead. Like I said, eight seasons in the last few episodes now. So go check wow. that out on AMC on demand. There you have it. So okay, right. you said you got Max. If you got Max, I'm telling you, you will thank me. Watch Gangs of London. Gangs of London. Okay. I'm telling you, man. You'll thank me. I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah, and just haven't, just haven't started it yet. Yeah, man, it ain't for the for the weak at heart, man. <laughs> but it's phenomenal, phenomenal. I don't know if anyone any necessarily comments on it. Just caught my eye today. So we're into some pop culture headlines here at the moment. So uh, Al Pacino and Noor Alafa have reached a custody and child support agreement for their infant son. So Al Pacino is. What it is eighties or something like that now? Yeah. 83. <laughs> 83 years old. His, his, his child support thirty thousand dollars a month. I, listen, I called this months ago. <laughs> when now when they were when I found out she was pregnant, oh, they were together. Mm-hmm. I said this is nothing but financial security. Oh yeah. What did you want with that old man except to get pregnant so you could get financial security, a check every month, yep. and now that she's about to have a baby, they're apart, and she's getting $30,000 a month. I, really, Al, you didn't see that coming? Plus, uh, 6% of his annual gross income in excess of $2.5 million per year capped at $4 million or up to 90000 I can't believe he didn't see that one coming. Oh, my gosh. I, I guess you're 83. You're like, eh, how much time do I have left? I suppose. I don't know, man. I guess you are leaving a legacy behind. This and I just couldn't imagine to be in a position to have to pay somebody $30,000 a month of child support. That'd be like, wow. Anyway, whew. I don't know, man. Get a, just keep it together here, guys. Listen to the guy coming knocking on your door. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if Al Pacino would have listened to that dude, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just love these little these sports stories here. It's a simple thing here. So at the at last weekend, Texas is a Texas Tech played Texas Christian University. So Texas Tech and TCU. So TCU was at Texas Tech apparently, and. Uh, an old possum got on the field. Everything's fine, but it stopped the game. People had to round up the old possum, and it was like hissing and this and the other. So it just made all this viral stuff online, funny stuff. You know what I mean? I, I just love when these moments happen in sports because, like, a squirrel gets on the field or something like that, yeah. and the game stops, and the crowd starts cheering for the animal running on the field, and. You know, it, it's just it's just one of those things where go possum exactly <laughs> run, run possum yeah that's what it is and then people put all these you know funny you know, like caption this and the possums like hissing one of the guys like you know taking yeah. off the field and this and that and the other so it's just those little moments where you know we've talked about how this is how one you know how sports can bring people together for a minute. You know, this to me, those moments take it to a deeper level because not you're not even talking about the fans of one team or the other necessarily. It's just the fact that right people are laughing about an animal. It's okay. Yeah, it's not you know, there's no harm to the animal or anything like that. But I don't know. I just thought that was a funny. So if you haven't if you haven't seen some of the footage of this thing, go look up uh, possum up. at a college football game at Texas or something. So the possum has <laughs> now become the possum is more more famous than we are. And then that's wow. that's the truth, you know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> uh, it took us fifteen minutes of fame and ran with it, literally. Uh, literally, that's right. That's exactly right. You have more more likes than we have to probably uh, combined on the show. Uh Scarlett Johansson. So we hear more about these uh, AI Scarjo. Uh AI uh apps and so forth. So uh we talked about not Super long ago, but uh, Tom Hanks had to come out and say that there's an AI generated version of him that was promoting a product yeah. that he was not endorsing. Right. It's happened again now with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she had to come out and say that there's an AI likeness of her promoting a 90s yearbook like app thing uh, for this app, Lisa AI, it's called. So it's just the audacity of some of these companies that just think it's okay to take a celebrity's image, right. create an AI-generated thing promoting its product with no permission from the celebrity, and her lawyers had to step in and, and put basically a, a cease and desist order out there. So uh, it's got to be more. I mean, these days you got to be more and more mindful of what you're seeing out there online, certainly. And AI is going to continue to kind of, I guess, cloud reality a little bit. You got to really pay attention on if you're using a, a, you know, if you're influenced by a spokesperson, like a famous spokesperson promoting a product or something, you have to pay a little bit more attention these days with all this AI stuff out there. So any comments on any of this or not so much? Uh, Keith, go ahead if you have anything. I just think it's shameful, man. Um, we, we and you're the one that kind of hit me to the whole, or the AI story here, mm -hmm. and uh, ever since you brought it up, it's just been blowing up everywhere. And for all the good that it's doing, it, I've just the the bad and the backlash, the things that I'm focused on, things like this. 
Um, and this isn't even harmful, you so to speak. It's wrong, right? Uh, but there, there's a lot of harm that's being done with this AI. I'm just scared of where it's going. It's uh, costing jobs. Uh, you know, sometimes technology is a tough thing. You know, when something can do something faster or better, so to speak, it just cuts out a whole bunch of people. Um, I don't know if you guys catch that football commercial that says it usually takes them weeks to calculate the NFL football schedule, you know, and figure out who should play who, what time. And AI, they have an AI to do it now, boom, just like that. You know, I'm like, wow, who's, whose jobs are those ever taken? You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. This, you know, this isn't the, the worst thing, but it's just the nerve to, 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 to do something like that. You got to know you're going to get sued. Sure. You know, I don't understand. So. I don't know what to think, man. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Skinner, any thoughts on that? No, I can't say anything more. I, I think it's wrong. I, I, there should be some kind of, I don't say some kind of law, but there should be something against it legally that they just can't do it without permission. I don't care if yeah. you tell me it's artificial or if it's media or not. I mean, it's it's somebody's image that is a real person that you're portraying uh, trying to promote a product and yeah i just don't i don't agree with it yeah we'll see i know i've heard that the you know the the white house is trying to put some type of regu- regulatory laws out there i don't know the details there it's gonna have to be yeah and uh certainly you know we know that was part of the writer's strike as well as they wanted some ai protection which they got and i would have to assume that's also in the actor's uh, arrangement as well that they can't use their images. Uh, I'm sh- I'm certain that's probably in their pending deal that they're trying to work on resolving. Well, AI did have a little bit of positive news. If you're a Beatles fan, uh, recently here, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but there's a new quote, new Beatles song that's out there with the original four members. So now and then, now you can find you get the videos all over the place. You can find it on YouTube. Disney Plus has it. Uh, and I did watch it. It's actually, it's nice. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, Paul and Ringo. Uh, the video shows them singing. Uh, it's, a lot of it is them singing today, how they look today. And then they, they bring in on the video images of uh, George and John singing with them. And then they do different versions of the four of them at different ages and eras and so forth. But apparently it was a demo that John had uh, started back in... Uh, the 70s, it was a demo song, and after his death, uh, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr continued to tinker with the song, never really finished it, and they used AI to you know, help complete the song recently and put it out there. So it's actually kind of, you know, it's it's just them kind of reflecting on the past and uh, and everything. So it is cool. It's a nice song. So if you're a Beatles fan, I would recommend you go check that out. But definitely see the video. It definitely, you know, uh, brings back a lot of nostalgia and kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit to see uh, George and John playing with Paul and Ringo once again. So mm. now when by the way, Fisher, go ahead, please, that was one big freaking possum. Dude. <laughs> Did you see that? And that's something. Yeah. yeah, that was one fat boy, man. <laughs> It's just you so know, funny. they took that thing, I bet, and shot it, man. They, uh, no, don't say that. You know, they did. They no, shot that possum, no, man. No, no. I, I would have. <laughs> possum ain't going to hurt you. Yeah, okay. It ain't going to hurt you. Uh, okay. Um, 
Any thoughts on the the Beatles AI side? Have you guys seen it? Do you plan on seeing it? Any any thoughts there, or is it something where should they even be doing it? You can argue with that, but it was it was members of the Beatles put this together. Was it like as, you know? Go ahead. As long as they you know got the the rights or permission to do that, I think something like that is cool. Uh, to 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 hear any kind of close new new content from your favorite artist that is no longer maybe I think was is an awesome thing. I personally am not a Beatles fan. Uh, never have been. Um, I, I, I grew up as a drummer uh, thinking that Ringo Starr was a joke. I have recently uh, corrected the error of my ways uh, studying Ringo Starr. He is actually an absolute genius uh, with some of the stuff he did. Some of it was by accident because he was left-handed but played right-handed drums. I'm, I have a similar story. Even though I'm right-handed, I lead with my left, and it caused me some issues in high school. I had to work twice as hard in marching band to do the stuff the other kids were doing. But as when I started playing professionally, I thought it was a problem because some other drummers said, dude, turn it into a, a, a gift. You can do things other drummers can't do. And I start going left to right, and other drummers are like, how do you do that? And so I can relate to that. Regal's the first one to tell you, no, I'm no genius. I'm just left-handed, but they forced me to play right-handed drums. So some of the stuff I do is out of necessity. But there's a lot of stuff that he does that he came up with that it was just absolute genius. And I just had to say, wow, man, I'm, I apologize. But I'm not a fan of them. But I can just imagine if you are a fan of them to get some new content from a group that's been gone for years. I think that would be absolutely ph phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So th that's that's a good way to use AI. As long as you're... Yeah. You know, everything's legal and all that. Yep, absolutely. Skinner, have you, have you seen the nine one then? Do you plan to see it? Any thoughts on that? No, I'm like Keith. I'm not a Be Beatles fan whatsoever, but uh, I, and I agree with him. As long as it's the Beatles doing this, I'm all for it. Yes. Kind of cool. I'd love to see some of our, you know, some of our musical heroes from when we were kids show back up and find something new. I think that would be awesome as mm -hmm. long as it's their camp or their family saying, yes, I want to do this. We can, we will allow this to happen, not just some company, you know, trying to make a buck. Um, but but here here's the thing, Skinner. Who would we want to see it from? Because all of the people we loved when we were kids are still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> wow. old, old, old uh, farts. I, Iron Maiden's coming to town. I mean... Yeah. Ozzy's still doing it with his old butt. Well, Metallica's still out there. I mean, good. Who do we? The first one that comes to who? mind is I would love to see Jimi Hendrix. That, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's, that's somebody, who I was thinking of. Somebody like him or ZZ Top, with you know, with Daisy. I, I would, I would love to hear Hendrix with modern day recording mm -hmm. sounds. That would be oh. phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? I think all yeah. this stuff that they keep developing, it would not surprise me now. They've toyed around with some hologram type stuff. You know, we know that uh -huh. with actual footage, but it wouldn't be surprising at some point you see like an AI licensed version mm -hmm. of you know, you know Elvis Presley. You're going to go see the AI Elvis or something like that. It's going to be Elvis Presley. It's going to be his actual recordings, perhaps. Yeah. It could be an AI generated Elvis up on the stage singing and playing or who knows what you're going to see potentially in the future with some of this stuff here. They, so it'll be they interesting. They talk about the, the thousands of songs in Prince's vault. Sure. Absolutely. You know, they, they develop. Who knows how many Michael had in his, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, those would be great versions to go check out. Prince, I Michael mean, Jackson, the, the, the all this The world stuff. would lose their mind to get more Michael and more Prince. Oh, you know absolutely. What I'm they would lose their mind to do that. So. Yep. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. 
All right, guys, so some stuff in uh, this week in pop culture history. Again, we're shooting this on uh, November the 6th, as Skinner already said. Uh, back in 2001, to me, one of the most original concepts of a television show debut, I can't believe it's been 2001 already. God, that was the debut of 24. So they... No the, way. Yes, yes, indeed. That wow. long ago already. Holy And Mr. Cow. Porter so, just, just got done watching it last week. Yeah, Not man. that recently, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, if, you, if you're... I'm late. <laughs> I mean, we know the concept, but if you're not that familiar with it, but to keep Kiefer Sutherland played Jack Bauer, uh, and it was a, a federal... Was he like an FBI type guy or Secret Service type guy or something like that? But, uh, they belonged to an agency called. Uh, oh, that's what it was. CTE or something. Yeah, or some kind of agency. That's right. And he was he was protecting you know, the president was counter counter terrorism group. Yeah, yeah. counter terrorism group. Yes. And the neat thing about it was it was it just ran real time. So every episode, as we know, was an hour in the day of a twenty four hour day. And Amazing. You, you have yeah. to you have to suspend disbelief. Obviously, like you know, would you really be able to be up twenty four hours and be that act? It doesn't matter. But it's, yeah, it was right. a whole different concept, and certainly they had a few uh, seasons of it. Uh, they had a spinoff. They had a, a they had a, a TV movie. You know, some years ago where he came back to reprise the role, but. Uh, it was just an interesting concept at the time. I loved it. I remember when I started watching it. I like Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland anyway. Um, but I thought, you know, that's a, a definitely well, uh, well, uh, you know, great actors in there. I mean, the, guy, the gentleman that played the, the president. It was, oh, yeah, with the voice, the Allstate. Yeah. The Allstate. He was, yeah, he was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Yeah, uh, Serrano in the Major League movie, that guy. But yeah. just, just a great, interesting show. So, uh, now you you mentioned that you you have gone back to watch it for the first time, Keith. Yeah, well, you know I could kick myself because one, you're right. I, I don't know how you're not like Keith Sutherland. He's just one of those guys that got the look, his voice, yeah, uh, everything he does. He's 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 engaging. Um, but when Twenty Four came out, for some reason, it just did not catch my attention, or it was the wrong time for me to watch it, so I didn't. Uh, of course, we didn't have like you know all this uh, DVR and stuff like we have now. Um, so I don't know if it was a scheduling thing, but I just never got to watch it. Um, Skinner said a week ago, but it was actually a few months ago. I decided to say, let me see what this was all about. And I was hooked. I binge watched it all the way to the freaking end. And I'm just mad. It took me this long because it was just an incredible show. That first season was just like, you could not wait to see what happened next, yeah. man. So, yeah. Did you crazy. watch it in 24 hours? No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. No. Okay. A little longer than that, man. Give me, give about a week. Okay. Skinner, <laughs> were you a 24 series fan? Oh, yeah. I watched it when it first came out. So here's a couple names for you. Dennis Haber is who you're talking about. He was the president. Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, Alicia Cuthbert, very young Alicia Cuthbert, was Jack Bauer's daughter. She was. Yes, yeah, I wanted to smack her. She was fine, but I wanted to slap her. She's also <laughs> in The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher. Um, in the, in the oh, series okay. with the ranch on Netflix. Oh yeah, um, Mary Lynn Rash Rash Cubs. She's been in a lot of things since then. Um, she played Chloe O'Brien, and oh, Aisha yeah. Tyler was introduced yeah, to Hollywood right. in 24. Do you remember yes, her yeah. in there? That's, that's right. what kind of I was getting at. Is Aisha Tyler? When I saw her, and I'm like, who in the hell is this bombshell? 
on mm-hmm. 24. I mean, absolutely just fell in love with her as a actress than an Eric. Come to find out she's actually a comedian and she's done a lot of obviously you Yes. Know, she's done yes. so many things. Just love that woman to death watching her on uh on the um the big screen. But uh yeah, yeah. I was a huge twenty four fan. I watched it every single week. It was nothing had ever been done like that before. It was unique. It was and Kiefer Sutherland, how do you not like him like you said? It was this it was just a perfect storm back then. Yeah. Very, very interesting idea for sure. Even down to the theme, it was no music. Yeah. It was just the, the, the ticking of the you know, ticking d- of the d- d- you know, it was like the heartbeat mm. type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. All right, uh, November the eighth, guys. Back in nineteen seventy-two, it seems like it would. It, it's not even. It doesn't seem like it would be that old. I'm trying to say, uh, the first pay TV channel appeared. HBO Home Box Office appeared. Uh, originally, it was just just that where you can uh, not unlike they do like the newer movies now where you could pay and see a current movie at home. That was the original concept of HBO, the home box office, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. certainly we know the model changed pretty quickly to uh, you know rerunning movies and originally mm-hmm. or, or well, eventually trying to say had original content. They were the first you know pay channel. To have some original content, I believe, and they had some pretty big hits, certainly in its time. I'm sure we've talked about some of our favorite HBO shows uh, in the past, but I thought it was interesting. Was it, 1972 is again, it's, it's uh, wow, yeah, wasn't it it's one the of the longest? First paid... Go ahead, sorry, wasn't it one of the first paid channels that did sports as well? Remember, they did a lot of boxing, and they did the NFL uh, shows. Well, yeah, wait, wait. HBO Boxing became an institution unto yeah. itself. They had uh, uh, NHL hockey. That was this, the, the first. Yeah. It was this first, this first sports event it showed was an NHL hockey game. Yeah. That I did. But you're right. They had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you're right. They had all kinds of stuff. I had it as a kid. I mean, it was something that, you know, I just, I remember the whole, the theme and everything. It was just very exciting that you were very able exciting, to watch yeah. the movies and catch some movies you you, you just weren't going to catch. I mean, obviously, these are the yeah. days of, you know, having to rent, you know, movies and so forth. Mm-hmm. Maybe even before that, you know, certainly that was the first uh, chance to see some stuff that you just weren't going to see on regular television, unedited. So, yeah, great. Yeah, they took that whole whole thing to another level. We had what we called Star Channel. That's right to start with. Mm-hmm. Yep, and HBO took it to a whole another level. Uh, one with the sports and the boxing, and then the original content. I mean, they they've hit some home runs. Some of the greatest series of all time. Sure, The Sopranos. Yep, The Sopranos was a was a Emmy winning uh, powerhouse for years. And then, of course, they came back and totally knocked it out the park with Game of Thrones uh, down the road. And, uh, you know, and they're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? They got uh, one of my favorites, Boardwalk Empire with Steve Buscemi. Man, if you haven't watched that one, oh, my gosh. Phenomenal series. Uh, Watchmen was on there. Yeah. Another great, great one. Yeah, that's yeah, very good. Yeah. So uh, just, I mean, the list goes on and on. Westworld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, man, their their original content, I think, has uh, defined them more than anything over I, the last twenty years. I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. And the, and the trend center. You think about that. That that model 
so many streaming platforms are trying to copy that yeah, model. Yeah, everybody's doing the, it now. Yep. Uh, Sex in the City was on there. And now you think about it, everybody's doing it. Look how awesome the, some of the Netflix original series are right now. Sure. Uh, Hulu has original series on there. Paramount, uh, AMC. Yep. I saw yeah. MGM Plus the other day. I'm like, you got to be kidding mm-hmm. me. Apple Plus, yeah. as we know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, there's some great stuff on Apple, original series. Man. Yeah. Crazy. All right. YouTube YouTube even has a couple of original series. <sighs> there's one about a girl who has a powers, abilities to transport to different places. I forget the name of it, but find it. It is awesome, man. It is awesome. Series. Very good. On so- YouTube. Skinner, did you have HBO growing up, or were you still like, uh, you know, Dave had you in the bowling alley uh, all the time, and you couldn't uh, <laughs> no, watch any? I remember in the eighties they he had HBO, but not not in the very beginning. But yeah, uh-huh. I remember once cable become a thing in our house, and I didn't have to move the rabbit ears to get channels two through thirteen on my black and white TV. <laughs> we had HBO, and I was able to watch. And um, yeah, I remember it like yeah, it was great can watch movies always got the tv guide from the newsstand once a week to mm-hmm. you know, to, HBO yeah. to say okay i want to see this movie and this movie when is it on when i'm awake and not at school so yeah yep. i remember those days very much so and as young yeah. and as young men at the time it was uh yeah we, we we had the we were able to seek out other forms of content that we never thought we'd be able to yes. see You'd wake up four o'clock in the morning just to catch that cut. Absolutely, <laughs> and you yeah. didn't have to see the squ- in between the squiggle lines I, to see that content. Right, right. Yeah, I, this movie. I know. Uh, I think it's like uh, uh, one hour and uh, eighteen minutes in. I'm going to see something in here. I'm going to. I want to sit up and watch it. Where's this? Yeah, <laughs> ah, I missed. It. <laughs> well, well, no, could you couldn't fast forward? No. Nothing like that. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. you just got to wait it out. They waited out. Yeah, you know, that's the problem with these kids today. You know what I mean? They, 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 don't, yeah. they don't have to be patient. They got you know, to wait, wait it out. That's right. It's way too easy. All this on-demand yep, stuff. Just, every everything's streaming now, man. Everything's we streaming. Get up at four a.m. and just wait. That's right. The the pause button didn't exist back then. No hell no. Mm-hmm. Nope. They don't know how to count change. You know, it's <laughs> a whole right. thing, man. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I guarantee if they, if, they, if they had to watch HBO and be patient to watch to, to see a, a naked person on there, then they, they probably would be able to count change. I'll tell you that. Young whippersnapper. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Get off my lawn! <laughs> now, Skinner, the, the, this show, uh, this this movie, I'm sure, uh, with a lot of girls in your home in 2019. Now, this is this is that right? Oh, this was a never mind. I thought that was high school music. High school musical was already then. This was a this was a series based on high school musical. Never mind. I misread it. I thought I thought this was a debut of high school musical around this time. That's not the case. So scratch scratch that mm-hmm. thought here. Mm-hmm. All right. This show I was definitely probably uh prominent in your household. It definitely was in mine. Uh on November the tenth. Back in 1969. Oh my goodness. Sesame Street aired for the first time back then. That show for me, I, uh, you know, of course, I don't know exactly when I started watching it. Once I started watching Sesame Street, I was an avid, avid, avid watcher as a young kid. 
I mean, you can say so many positive things about that show from the, obviously, your introduction to the Muppets to the super creative ways to teach kids a plethora of whatever, you know, how to read, how to count. Uh, they got into some really difficult subjects, even got into, you know, death and different things. But they uh, just a great, great kids show, obviously still on the air now. I think it's on I want to say it's on Max now or something like that. So but just uh, all those characters were beloved to me growing up. I had Big Bird toys and all kinds of different things growing up. So uh you know, I did enjoy the electric company as well. That was just a different. That seemed like it was a little bit, maybe a little bit older. I don't know. But Sesame Street was just mm. so beloved for me growing up. So, uh, Keith, were you a Sesame Street kid? I mean, did you watch the show growing uh, up? I, you know, I, I caught it. It was cool. Um, uh, I think I learned to appreciate it more than I liked it. I was a big <clears throat> electric company guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, just some of the things they had, I the the little things they had with the words that mm-hmm. they put the consonants together, and, and of course they had Spider Man, so oh, that yeah. did it for me. Huge. Um, but yeah, you know, I I learned to appreciate Sesame Street as I got older, but I wasn't, you know, I can't ever recall, you know, hey, give me an Ernie doll or a Burt doll or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I learned to appreciate them as I got a little bit older, like eleven or twelve. Uh, you know, Animal played the drums, and he had become one of my favorites. So, but uh, I was more of an Electric Company guy. Okay, Skinner, were you a Sesame Street kid? I was. I was able to learn how to count like a Dracula. Count Dracula. Yeah, no, count. I was just, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, Sesame Street was definitely in our household as well. Uh, I don't think there's a kid in our age group that didn't have Sesame Street at one point or another uh, introduced into their daily life for at least a short period of time. Uh, but yeah, that thing ran for... Is it still on the air? I don't think it is. It's still on the air. Yes, it is. It's still on the air It's amazing that it's been, what, 60 years now working on it? What'd you say, 1968? Six, so, 69. 69 so quick math 50 so 50 54 54 years. 54 years hell there isn't soap opera there's soap operas that are out there on daytime television that are just as old so that's a pretty magnificent feat for a kid's show to last that long absolutely all right well we talked about hbo and the model that it introduced and uh on november the 11th 2013 blockbuster video rented its last rental and obviously they had the one store that you know stayed on a little bit longer oh, in oregon yeah yep uh i i think that's still open you know it does still operational it's, it's more of a it's more of it's kind of a nostalgia type thing here but the right um yeah, it just, you know, certainly video rentals were prominent uh, in our younger years. I mean, for many years, you know, all through heck, high school years easily and beyond until streaming certainly took over and began to you know change the model and eventually was a huge part in wiping out the video rentals. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I hung on to the video rentals as long as I could. There was a video store locally here in the you know down the road for you know years. I used to take Peyton there. That was our little routine, and I really liked that routine. I would go get a pizza and we'd get a movie. And you could walk them down the aisles, you know, old school. Look at the videos, obviously. Figure out what you want to watch and read the box, and it was a whole fun experience to find something and, and do all that. So. I kind of missed that experience uh, until, frankly, someone came in and robbed the store one night when we were in there, when I was in there, literally. Wow. <laughs> Which was a bit frightening. Uh, I didn't have any harm come to me or anything like that. But that was, wow. uh, yeah, that was a kind of a scary thing. And that sort of, you know, changed the tune a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I do miss the video rental experience. It was something fun and, and nostalgic, unique about it versus the. You know, the, the streaming, I don't know, man. It's probably similar, but it seems overwhelming at times when you're on these apps trying to find something to watch. I know Netflix has that that option now that just picks something for me, which is good. If you just don't know what to watch, it'll kind of pick up your yeah. routine or whatever. But I don't know. Keith, were you a video rental guy? Do you miss that experience? Would you yeah, still like I, that, I, that I, option or what? I, I was a definitely a video rental guy. Uh, I was a blockbuster faithful for a while um then i uh was a family video guy mm-hmm. um and i always thought it was kind of exciting there's a little bit of air of excitement to it going there seeing what's out uh it had this downside like the most popular video they run out all the time right. they had to reserve it um getting the video back in time stuff like that you know had its negative drawbacks but there was just an air of excitement of going to the video store you know i remember my guys all know my first wife marianne you know, it was always a great thing for us, you know, go out to dinner, go to the video store and, and, and pick something to go home and watch. Sometimes you get a snoozer. Sometimes you get a, you know, something fantastic. You know, you had to live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the great thing about now. But it could be overwhelming. But at least if it's no good, you can stop 20, 30 minutes into it and go to something else. Um, You're right. It can be overwhelming. What I like to try to do is when I have time to go through stuff. And check it out, watch the trailer maybe or whatever, and say if I like it. I like how on all these platforms you can mark it, yeah. put in my watch list, put in my yeah. watch list. Yeah. So oh, when you don't have stuff to, to watch, go to your watch list and say, here's stuff I've been trying to get to for the last eight months. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Mm. So, uh-huh. yeah. But yep. yeah, I like I like going to the video store for the most part. It was, it was exciting. Very good. Skinner, that- were you a big rental guy? Do you miss that experience? Absolutely. That is a great recommendation, though. I, my watch list has probably got 10 each on all these channels because I just don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. to watch TV. Yeah. But yeah, same mm-hmm. same video store you're referring to, Fish. I used to go down there and I remember mom would always send me down with the cash and say, all right, pick out a new release. You had that new release section. And it's yep. just say, go yeah. ahead and pick yep. something from the kids section. But I remember... As the old lad of being 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, and kept looking at that curtain in the back corner. I was, yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> curtain like, in that back room. I, I remember going, <laughs> I got two, two more years. I'm going to go through that curtain. Then one more year, I'm going to go through that curtain. And then when I turned 18 years yep. old, I went through that curtain and I went, oh crap, what am I doing? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but yes. The video store, yeah. I, I missed yeah. the experience. I missed the fact that you couldn't watch it unless you went and rented a video. And I experienced that with my kids as well. 
Michael that will hopefully listen to this and he'll remember some of the stories that I've taken to Blockbuster and, and him and Brianna and Chelsea would just go run ragged looking for their favorite videos. So we always walked out with three or four or five videos and yeah. Forking down that extra money for a rewinder. Yeah. It'll <laughs> make sure it's rewild. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get oh, home that. and all three of them argued at which one we we're going to watch first. And the whole right. Yeah. I miss all that. that. You know, that was really, yeah. really a great time in, all, in my life. Yeah. Good yeah. Gen X stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That The wall, a new release, that was always the big thing. And then the staff yeah. picks. You Sometimes you get the staff picks. And yeah. I always yeah. thought that was interesting where you get to see one, the different One of my taste. favorite Seinfeld episodes. When they were going to the video, oh, getting staff yeah, picks, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Elaine, Elaine kept getting Gene picks, and yep. <laughs> and Gene called her one night at home. Yeah, it turns out it was the kid. You know, <laughs> that's right. She she goes to his house with a bottle of vodka and some cigarettes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Oh man, yeah, it was a great episode. One of my favorite memories is I had. Uh, Peyton in a video and in in that video time scanner is what that store yep. was there. Yep. And this was this was you know, getting toward the end. There just there was nobody in there barely, and it was yeah. the guy working there, and it was a guy in front of me in line, and me. That's it. Nobody else yeah. in the store. Yeah, that's sad. And Two things. The I guy's missed. trying to ring up the guy the in front of me. Store and the re- the record store. Yeah, there you go. But uh, the the guy gets a phone call. So he has to answer the phone. Well, he's got two people in line. Answer the guy's question. He hangs up the phone. He looks at us. He goes, crazy night, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. A phone call plus two people in line. That was for him. That was wow. like, wow, man, this is that crazy. around here. Man. This is crazy around here. Yeah, absolutely. Those days, man. That's right. Uh, well, a new, new release, new release Tuesday at the record store. Oh, you know, yeah. Me and Coach yeah. Cooper. Cooper lined up outside waiting for the new Queens Rack album for them to unlock the doors. That was great stuff, man. That is something to that. Yeah, you just, it's just hard to recapture that level of excitement with something new mm-hmm. coming out. It just you. It just it just doesn't happen. I mean, I do look. I no. do look at the new releases on like Amazon Prime or something like that. I am curious to see what's there and what's rentable. But you know what? I ain't spending twenty bucks to rent a new movie. Like that, you know what I mean? I'm gonna wait till it comes down, but I don't yeah, know. It's no, just that, it's that, just that's, that's only, it's just different. Now. If you got a bunch of people or something, and it's like the old pay per few days. If you got a bunch of people, hey, let's watch the new so and so, and it's for twenty bucks. Yeah. Everybody get five bucks. You know what I'm saying? You sit there and watch it. But uh, yeah, I'm not doing that either. I've been trying to catch the new Mission Impossible, but it's twenty bucks right now on all the streaming services. No, I'm not paying that right now. No, absolutely not. It, all right, I'm already good. paying for the service. I'm right. going to pay you extra 20 bucks. Stop it. Exactly. I'm with right. you. All right. Well, another thing that's uh, you know, not unlike the video rentals is come and gone, as is this particular episode of the It Came From Gen X <laughs> podcast. Keith, any announcements, sir, before we uh, roll out here, sir? Well, uh, we're at that holiday time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I will be performing at a Christmas cabaret on December 10th at the Lions Theater on Lincoln Way in Maslin. Um, You can go on Facebook and just type in uh, Christmas cabaret 
Uh, see where to get tickets at. It's just all the great classic Christmas music, you know, Judy Garland, uh, Dolly Parton, Elvis, some of the great, some great singers. We got some great vocalists. Hmm. Um, I've been a part of this show for three years now. Um, the band is great. Um, and it's a really, really nice uh, Christmas show. It sells out every year. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could actually see the show, but I'm always on the back playing the drums. Um, that's how much I enjoy it. But it's Christmas Cabaret uh, on December 10th. And that's about all I got on the books. Very good. Uh, well, for me, uh, yeah, as I mentioned already, this but the Convincing Idiots podcast with Dean and Nick, uh, Pop Culture Fun, also where we listen to podcasts. And on YouTube at Convincing Idiots. Find us there. Love to see you over there. Also, Skinner, any announcements you have, sir? Uh, nope. Uh, other than, uh, you know, we got Veterans Day coming up. So remember the veterans uh, this coming weekend. Yes. Uh, with Veterans Day happens to be Miss Serenity's birthday. She's going to be 15 years old on Saturday. Oh, my Man. princess is about to be 15. Yeah, Keith, <laughs> Uncle Keith's princess is going to be 15 years old. <laughs> So we're gonna. She her idea of fun for her birthday is to go to Dave and Buster's for the first time. Oh, oh that'd be fun! Go. I want to go there so, for the first time too. Yeah, we're gonna. Also, another announcement: I'll be going over to the Skinner household for dinner soon. I don't mm-hmm. know when, but soon. Oh, mm-hmm. I heard that you got invited. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> big surprise on what meal that will be that I'll be making, but. Uh, the, so, the, the boss said i'm coming so yeah so uh, yeah early happy birthday to serenity we'll look uh, we'll have fun this weekend with her at, uh, happy birthday my princess yes david busters hey, so. i want to give a, i want to say a happy birthday too last saturday was a birthday somebody very very special to me i want to say happy birthday to hallie becker She's down in florida i met this young lady when she was just a kid um i gave her a drum lessons for two days and i couldn't believe what this kid did and learned in two days a drum. She's a musical genius. Um, she's one of the smartest kids I ever met. She is my inspiration for Hallie's House. That's our group that goes out and passes out gift bags and food for the homeless. Uh, I saw this young lady take all her own money, just line the floor up with gift bags, and uh, asked me to drive her around one Christmas Eve to pass out gift bags for the homeless. And I was just floored that this kid is doing that. Uh, where where is everybody else? You know, where are some of the churches? And she inspired me to start Hallie's House. So happy birthday to you, Hallie Becker. I love you so much. And uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Awesome. Yep. Happy birthday. So, all right, fellas. Um, a little bit heavier of a show that we had this week, uh, Fish, mm-hmm. versus last week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with yeah, Mr. Porter back. coming back. And again, once you listen to last week's show, you'll understand where that comment came from. But uh, okay, I can't wait. Yeah, we're glad your missionary work is uh, it went went off without a hitch. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, folks, and happy uh, Veterans Day this weekend. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Halloween just came through, so the next so we've got uh, Thanksgiving and of course Christmas holidays. So, stay safe yeah. out there. Uh, remember the reason for giving as people would say, um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of family over at our house for Thanksgiving. It's my favorite time of year, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Everybody knows that I'm a family man. So this is my favorite time of the year. Um, even though the weather's getting colder, I still look forward to this every year. So I'm working on putting something together for the homeless for dinner. 
Um, I'm running out of time, but I hope I can get with Amy Cooper and get something put together. So hopefully I'll be announcement next week. But real quick, I just want to say uh, early, happy uh, Veterans Day to our resident veteran, Mike Skinner. We're very proud of you for your service. And I don't ever want to let that go by. So happy Veterans Day to you, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every year I look forward to that day because I get to go to have lunch with my he- my real life hero, my father, David Skinner, who was in the Navy. My grandfather's before me, Harry Skinner and Leo Taylor. My uh, grandpa Skinner was in the Army. Uh, grandpa Taylor was okay. in the Coast Guard. So I, co- I, I come from a strong group of men before me. Excuse me. <laughs> all military okay so. i thought you were going to say because you get you get uh free free pancakes at ihop no no no. <laughs> no i do go out to lunch with my dad and two of his friends that are also military veterans we've been doing it for years this okay. year so charlie's on friday we go out there yes it's a free dinner or lunch but we do it for once a year we all get together talk laugh have a good time and um i just enjoy it so so for Brian Fisher, Keith Porter, and Michael Skinner, we are Gen Xers. Hope you enjoyed our rants today. Hope you enjoyed the content. We will come back at you again next week. Take care, folks. This year from the It Came From Gen X podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. Fox Monday. The president has betrayed the country. But the proof Jack Bauer needs... Give me the recording. ...is at 35,000 feet (laughs) and falling. Call the captain and tell him the air marshal's failed and the passenger's missing. New 24 after prison break, Monday on Fox. Viewer discretion advised. 